Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast. Uh, This is a bonus episode of the show, a YouTube exclusive where we will be reacting to the 2021 IPL auction. Uh, We'll be talking about the most expensive signings, the weirdest signings and why nobody picked up Alex Hales. Uh, I'm Jack Hope and as usual I will be joined by Ross Legg. Ross, have you had a good day? Uh, It was my first experience watching the auction and uh, I can say that I'd probably be a fan of Bargain Hunt. It was pretty good. (laughs) Uh, And returning after a successful preview show, we're with our favourite cricket analyst, uh, Dan Weston. Uh, Did you enjoy the auction, Dan? Yeah, it's like Christmas for me, Jack. It's like pretty much the best day of the year. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Great. Um, before we get into things, Ross, uh, can you quickly share our key messages with the listeners? Yep. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Cricket Pod, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Excellent. Well, let's get straight into things then. And um, we're going to talk about the most expensive signings first, and we're going to kick that discussion off with the most expensive acquisition of all. Uh, Christopher Morris, 16.25 crore, 1.6 million pounds to Rajasthan Royals. That's, um, that's, that's big boy money there. Uh, Dan, what did you make of it? Um, well, first of all, I think he, he kind of fits the skill set that they need. And I think that's probably why they overpaid for him in, in terms of, you know, what they, what he, what he pretty much was worth and what he bought for last year as well. So um, any, any strategy that RCB had about releasing him and then buying back for cheaper was completely blown out of the water. Um, <laughs> I think what I understand is that they needed like extra batting stability and, and that could be addressed in a couple of ways. So one way with Morris here is that they can just, as a bowler, they can say bat him at eight and then they've got that extra extra depth to then allow their hitters to... to to tee off more with impunity at the top of the order. Mm. So yeah, I don't mind the, the purchase. It kind of fits their skill set. He's that they needed. He's a good player. Is he overpriced? Yes, but they had the money to burn, so I suppose that's okay. Yeah, um, they the CEO of uh, the, the Royals uh, is it Chris McCrum was on the on a, on another show uh, talking about this. He was their top target, so the, the Royals have done well to land him there. Um, Ross, what would you have spent on Chris Morris? Um, well, if I if I would have spent it, so how much did he go for last year? Was it one point one? 
I think it was exactly one. What, uh, yeah, so one million I, I, that is. So yeah, so I, I would have spent that as RCB retaining him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think it's an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, obviously, I think a few teams were lining up Stark, which is probably why uh, RCB released him in the first place. And, and then when Stark didn't enter the auction, there was all of this sort of extra money sloshing around. Um, he is a guy who can bowl two periods of the game. He can he can swat it with the bat, um, to, to put it quite bluntly. Uh, and there is a bit of a, I think there was a, a scarcity of that skill set in the auction. And and when you have sort of more than one team with quite a lot of money after one specific skill, um, <laughs> what crazy things can happen. Um, he's a big fan of golf, so I imagine he'll, he'll be getting himself a new, a new set of clubs or. 20 years membership at Augusta National uh, for, the, <laughs> for, for, the, for the price uh, he went for today. Um, number two on the list then, this was Kyle Jameson. He went to RCB. Uh, Ross, Kyle Jameson, we, we did talk about him on the preview show. Mm-hmm. Were you expecting him to be the second most expensive player at this auction? No, I'm not even sure that many people actually will know who Carl Jameson is as well. Like unless unless you're following kind of Kiwi cricket and all that kind of stuff. Like the guy's a giant. He's like what six foot nine or something like that. <laughs> he's he's going to be quite an imposing character in the IPL. Um, but as you say, there was a scarcity among the people who can twat it, as you so delicately put it, um, as well. Bowl, bowl some bowl some quick deliveries. Um, but it also highlighted just how badly RCB got their strategy wrong. Right? Is it their panic bought? Um, Carl Jameson at an overinflated price and it's unsurprising that it's kind of impacted on some of their other acquisitions. Yeah, Dan, um, maybe you can talk a little bit about RCB strategy because they seem to have, they've ended up with a less good version of the guy who's the most expensive player who they weren't paying that much money for. Um, why? Yeah, no, that's exactly the point I was going to make. So basically, they could have saved five crore by just retaining Morris to start with. Um, well, they're quite—they're they're similar players, obviously. But like, if we're, if we're kind of splitting hairs about you know the different skill sets they've got, Jameson's more of a, a power play bowler. So he, in the last three or so years in New Zealand domestic cricket, he bowls fifty-six percent of his overs in the power play, whereas Morris is more of a death bowler. So they are a little bit different. The problem is for RCB is that they really needed death bowlers. So <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really quite work there. Um the thing with RCB as well is that they not only did they uh release Morris and then he ended up going for a load more and then they bought Jameson for for more than what they could have retained Morris for but they also released Moen Ali would have cost one crore to retain and then he ended up going to CSK for seven so so perhaps someone someone at RCV didn't get their valuations of players uh, spot on it's probably fair to say (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not uh, not great. Um, which brings us to third on the auction list. Um, another player that RCB picked up, Glenn Maxwell, 14.25 crore, which is about £1.4 million. Um, Dan, are you basically going to make all the same points again? Or is there anything that's particularly good about this acquisition from an RCB point of view? Well, my notes on their batters, I think we spoke about the other day as well, is that I thought that they needed strong spin hitters and left-handers. Where were they? Uh, and also <laughs> Dan Christian, who uh, as well, and um, 
he he doesn't really fit into that bracket either. So mm. it's kind of well, okay, um, what, where <laughs> do they go from here? And also to 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 discuss their confused batting strategy, re- recruitment strategy even further. They actually put the first bit of the entire auction in on Steve Smith, who was about the opposite player that they t- they needed. At those. We did uh, we mention, did... didn't we? And Ross, I know you were about to jump in there. We did say that the, the, the Galactico approach of RCB meant that they might put a bid in for Smith. So, uh, Ross, I'm guessing you weren't stunned to see that. No, honestly, when it, when it happened, I started cheering at the TV and I was just <laughs> like, it's just, it just classic RCB. There were so many bits here where if you didn't know anything about the IPL or the teams within it and someone just goes, look, this is the kind of stereotype you get for CSK, this is the kind of stereotype you get for RCB, is not a surprise whatsoever that they bid for people like Steve Smith. Yeah, I agreed. Um, a few quick numbers on RCB. Uh, they've ended up with an incredibly unbalanced side in terms of uh, the money they spent on different players. Um, I think that their top four most expensive players are 67.6% of their total set spend uh, and 97.3% of their spend goes on their 11 most expensive players six of whom are overseas so they can't all even get on the same on the pitch at the same time it's uh, it's uh it's pure rcb and mm-hmm. we love it um number 4 on the list another fast bowler it was definitely it was a good day to be a fast bowler in uh in in the in the ipl yeah mark wood uh, is definitely regretting pulling out last night isn't he 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 could have made some serious buck did you guys see um, Sam Billings' tweet about that <laughs> no, I haven't. He, no. he said his girlfriend turned around to him in the auction and said, why didn't you turn out to be a bowler? <laughs> <laughs> um, number four then is Jai Richardson, uh, 14 crore, 1.4 million pound, off to Punjab Kings. Um, Dan, you quite like Jai Richardson, don't you? Mm, I do, yeah. Uh, and actually, uh, so a few people in, sort of in, in cricket, I, I told them that I thought that he would be the player who went for the most in the auction. I wasn't quite right, but uh, wasn't far off either. Um, he's he's really good for Punjab in terms of what they need. They needed pace bowlers and bowlers in general and kind of extra depth batters as well. And I think Richardson ticks all those boxes as a lower order hitter. We don't have to see a Chris Jordan at seven anymore, which is quite nice. And um, uh, Richardson's like a kind of a, what I call a two-two bowler, like can bowl two power play, two death. And I think he really, really imp- improves their group. So no, no dramas with that pickup at all. Yeah, Ross, anything to add? No, n- nailed it, Dan. Nailed <laughs> it. Um, this, so number five on the list, and I think this is, this is a little bit of a weird one, and, and shows the kind of distortion you get in the market when there aren't a lot of Indian players around. Uh, five is Krishnapa Gautam, uh, which I, I think I'm saying right. 9.25 crore, £900,000. Um, he's only played 24 IPL matches, uh, averages 14 with the bat and 43 with the ball. Um, you're not getting a lot for your 900k there, are you, Ross? I mean, uh, 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 he only played twice, I think it was, for Kings Eleven Punjab last year. Um, it is... It's CSK, mate. They just—they're unbelievable. Like I, when, I, when it was going through, I can—I can see the value in going for top quality um, Indian talent in this auction. But yes, I know there's not loads of it available right now. But this Dan surely is a, a is a major overspend on someone who's not going to deliver that return. Yeah, completely agree. You could have taken a naught off this price and it would have been quite reasonable, I think. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is that my notes said that they needed another spinner, potentially an off spinner for matchups because they've got their one cover with leg spinners, so they've done. And they also needed boundary hitters. So instead of uh, 
addressing that skill set. They actually addressed it twice by picking <laughs> up Calfam and Moeen Ali. Um, I think Moeen Ali came first in the auction as well. So yeah, Galvan yeah. was a kind of an unnecessary purchase. And obviously they dramatically overpaid for him. He didn't have a great time in the recent side Mr. Paddy Trophy either. Mm-hmm. This is such a good example of uh, the scarce domestic resources leading to some dramatic overpayments of the team for players who fitted the skill sets that teams felt that they really needed. Yeah. Um, six on the list, Riley Meredith. Uh, he went for 800 grand to Punjab Kings as well. Um, I, I think this is this is where you see how people's valuations can change really quickly. Um, I, I think once Chris Morris had gone for loads of money and then Jameson had gone for loads of money, everybody started, like the, the group think in the room started to become, oh, fast bowlers are worth loads of money. Uh, Riley Meredith isn't a player people in, in England will know too much about, I don't think. He's had a good, he had a good BBL. Is he really worth 800 grand though, Dan? Well, my notes on him say overpriced and benefiting from recency and big bash bias. So uh, I think that probably answers that question quite succinctly. Um, he's kind of a power play bowler more than a death bowler as well, which is is something to consider. Um, I think that there's a reasonable, reasonable chance that Merritt, he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but whether he's worth eight crore is another matter entirely. And uh, I think there's a good chance they just paid eight crore for a backup player. Well, they kind of did that with Sheldon Cottrell last year. So, you know, stick to the game yeah. plan. Um, seven, Ross, it's, it's Moeen Ali. He's been, he's been in the news a lot this week. And uh, I'm sure the £700,000 CSK have just spent on him. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see him in the headlines again. Uh, he was quoted as saying, I'm absolutely buzzing. It's made my day and year. Uh, probably a little bit of an understatement there. Uh, I, I'd be... I'd be through the roof if someone was going to pay me 700 grand to play cricket uh ross you did predict this is it a good signing uh yeah well it comes back to the best song in cricket doesn't it girls don't like boys girls like moe and ali and in this in this instance is absolutely brilliant for him i think he was uh, on the receiving end of some pretty harsh um words whether it was from uh, joe root chris silverwood and they've had to apologize since even if it was a misunderstanding um couldn't be happier for him and i think it's kind of the perfect thing for him, right? Especially with England in the World Cup year. Moeen Ali going to do this. He'll have to play for CSK. He's going to be one of their better players. Um, I think it's a great pickup. If, if, But again, RCB completely cocking it up for themselves. Yeah. Um, he, he also went on to say, it'll be great to play under MS Dhoni's captaincy and with my England mate, Sam Curran too. Um, Ross, how enthusiastic would you be about spending eight weeks in a bubble with Sam Curran and MS Dhoni? Uh, there's not much room for uh, your your personal confidence, is there? Of uh, those two, um, I'll say no more on the matter. Um, Dan, a more serious question. Uh, CSK went quite hard for Maxwell a little bit earlier in the auction. Is yeah. Moeen Ali a sort of budget version of of Maxwell in this situation? No, I don't think so. I think that the probably skill set wise, obviously Mo's left hander and, and Maxwell's not, but you know, it's a right hander. But apart from that, they've got very, very similar skill sets. And um, no, I don't think so at all. I think Mo and Ali could be, as you say, one of CSK's better players. And I, and I fully expect him to be a regular starter for them next year. And as, as we've sort of said a couple of times already, it shows the questionable strategy from RCB not retaining a guy for one crore who then had a bidding war going up for seven crore from the else. <laughs> Um, last couple of players then on the list of most expensive. Um, ah, Shahrukh Khan. 
£525,000, Punjabi Kings. Uh, he's named after a Bollywood star. Uh, and I think it's fair to say Hollywood ending. Um, <laughs> here, boys. Um, Ross, you first. Who is he? I don't know. <laughs> I knew you were going to set me up for that. I knew you were going to set me up for that. Uh, I, yeah, I can't even guess. Is it, I'm going to reckon he's 27. He's a batsman and he bowls a little bit. Is that is that right? Is that a good guess? Dan? Well, um, I tweeted about him, but I had all the data in front of me at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he had an amazing side, Mr. Kali Trophy, and he's actually 25, Ross, so not far off. Um, his his boundary percentages is good. I think there's upside there. Um, whether he's kind of a stability orientated player is definitely questionable. I think he could be like um, not far off, like. I was trying to think of some players, like a Narayan-style player in, in terms of we'll just tee off and um, get get out pretty quickly a lot of the time, but not chew up any balls as well. So you can understand why teams like that kind of skill set. We also saw Punjab pick up a similar type of player as well in, in Fabian Allen and then kind of the opposite dynamic a little bit in Moises Henriquez as well. Um, there's a good video of him with the rest of the Tamil Nadu uh, cricket team on, on their team bus celebrating him going for £500,000 or five crore, which is worth searching out on Twitter if you've got the time. Uh, finally, uh, not included on the, the official list of top eight signings, but Shivam Dubey. Uh, we we tipped him to go for quite a lot of money. money. Ended up going for four crore, uh, which was which was quite a lot. And Dan, I don't think you were too uh, bullish on Shivam Doob uh, or Dube <laughs> yeah. as a, as a player. <laughs> no, um, I just don't really get it um, because like he's not he's not uh, good enough in, to get in the team as a batter. He's not good enough to get in the team as a bowler. His, his bowling output is not a regular. He's not a regular like four over bowler or even a regular three over bowler really. Um, and he doesn't really have like the strike rate upside of like of say you know premium you know, luxury player if you like like mm-hmm. I don't know. let's let's compare him. To, I know it's, I know it's an overseas thing, but let's compare him to like Dan Christian or, or Ben Cutting for example. I know it's an overseas dynamic versus domestic dynamic, but those guys have got like potentials to strike at like a two hundred plus strike rate at the death easily. I'm not sure Dubé has that, and I just felt it was a bit of an unnecessary purchase from just... There we are. That, that's the most expensive players. Ross, um, you were doing some work on the weird players from the auction. Do you want to talk us through a couple of those? Uh, yeah, well, first, I just want to congratulate Shakib Al-Hassan for his uh, return to the IPL fold. Um, I think at, what, 3.2 crore, it's actually quite a good pickup from Kolkata Knight Riders. Uh, would you agree with that, Dan? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not not because I don't think that he's a good player, but because my notes on KKR said that they needed several opening batsmen and uh, they bought all-rounders. Yeah, well, uh, Colcutter Knight Riders are going to Colcutter Knight Riders, aren't they? That's what we've just got to get on board with. Uh, so when it comes to the weird and wonderful, and away from my fanboying over uh, the number one ODI player in the world, um, is Donut Boy, Pierce Chawla. He's off to uh, Mumbai Indians. Um, a 32-year-old on the decline um Surely the play here was to let Delhi, who were bid- in the bidding war for, for Chawla, um, have him. So when he comes and plays against him, Ishan Kishan can just belt him out of the stadium repeatedly. That, that's surely the tactic here, not, by, not buying him. Uh, when it comes to uh, CSK, um, they continue to demonstrate that they have no idea how to play T20 cricket anymore. Um, as they picked up um, test match blocker Pujara. Can anyone explain to me what the thinking was on, on that front? I don't know. They got a round of applause for it. 
Uh, maybe they just wanted wanted some adulation from the room. Uh, it's intoxicating. I don't know if you've ever been on stage, but people clapping you, if it makes you feel good. So I, I, I wonder if that was the, the game plan there. Yeah, just to boost their average age up just a little bit and their strike rate down a bit. Maybe they thought Christian Apagas and put their average age down a little bit, so they thought they'd address the issue with the Pajara pickup. Yeah, I mean, he's. Um, I think he averages about twenty in his IPL career with a strike rate of under a hundred. So um, you can see the pedigree they're getting there. If you want to block out a few middle overs with Dhoni and have set the lowest score ever when you're three wickets down, um, firepower at the top of the order was the target of the day for Delhi Capitals. So completely logical they went for Steve Smith. Uh, again, they had better options available. So we're going to talk about Alex Hales a little bit later on. But there was, Dan, there was better options, surely, for them, for Delhi in this situation. There's about 10 better options. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for example, Alex Hales was unsold. Evan Lewis was unsold. Just Gerbars, everything. All these attacking openers are needed by Smith. When you've already got Shreya Sire playing the same role, it just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um they need, as you say, they need an opening batsman of firepower at the top, and they got Steve Smith. So, yeah. <laughs> and again, it doesn't have to be like the fact that he's a bad player necessarily. It's just mm. the fact that he doesn't fit into what their, their group needed. It just made no sense. And, yeah. and, and actually, on the point of Delhi generally, I found that this auction was completely bizarre. They didn't address really any of the gaps that I'd identified in their squad. Mm-hmm. Tom Curran, Umesh Yadav. Just made no sense to me at all. A couple of d- decent domestic pickups, perhaps Ripal Patel and Lookman Merritt Walla, uh, cheap both from 20 lark with quite a lot of upside, but bigger names overseas. I don't think they nailed it at all. Yeah, for, for the for the team. So Jack, I mean, you said before that Delhi are the closest team in terms of talent pool to Mumbai Indians, and they obviously finished it as runners up this last in the last year. Um, yeah, as Dan said, they've not really done too much, have they? Yeah, well, I mean, well, they were. I mean, I don't know after today. We'll have a look and, and our Sunday show, we'll be doing the winners and losers from each team or if, if, in each team. We'll be assessing their auction. I think they're definitely going to be a loser. I think other teams will have gained ground on them. And um, it seemed really obvious watching them last year that they needed just more people who could hit boundaries. They were using Marcus Stoinis up and down the order to try and fill these different holes. Mm-hmm. whether that was as an opener or as a number six and and it was like well why not just get another guy a bit like Stoinis <laughs> well maybe what they'll do is what CSK do I, I'm not really meaning to rack on CSK here but move one of the current brothers up to open that kind of worked oh, for Sam Littlewood, but uh, not sure it's going to work for uh, Delhi um, and finally um, Sunrisers Hyderabad who um, their, their team balance was insolvable I think from uh, from this auction, um, but they managed to address absolutely nothing, e- even a little bit. Um, picking up another Afghanistani international um, and Kedar Yadav, who, why did he pick up Kedar Yadav? I, d- I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> don't ask me. Yeah, I'm not. It's, I, it's, I wasn't it's... on that table. Uh, <laughs> Sunrisers Hyderabad had shut all their laptops before they'd finished signing players. So maybe just near the end, they were like, oh, did, has anyone heard of this guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> They needed boundary hitters. They need death hitters and boundary hitters. And they bought Janav and left seven core unspent. I mean, what does this mean? It's a, pace, a squad pace bowler as they're overseas and bought in an off spinner. But I mean, like, no, it made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I think that that kind of sums up the weird and wonderful. Um, a couple of great value ones just to, uh, just to touch upon. David Milan to Kings 11 Punjab for 1.5 crore. I think that's definitely better value than Shakib Hassan. So you can't shut me down for this one, Dan. Uh, well, <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
Um, I just don't really see it makes any sense because I'm not sure he complements their batting group in the role that he's probably likely going to play for them. And, mm-hmm. and maybe he won't even be like a regular starter there. I don't know. Um, obviously, they've got like Paran and Gale already as overseas batters, and they really needed to beef up the bowling and add a bit more, add a bit more batting depth as well in terms of like you know like a seven or an eight. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so I'm unconvinced whether he's going to be a regular starter, get much game time. Um, again, it, not necessarily that he's a bad player. I just don't think he's really gone to the, the right team that can make use of his ability. Yeah, we, we do have to consider that Chris Gale is about 50. And regardless of how good Chris Gale actually is, there is a, there is a real risk that he just might not be able to get up one day. Um, so they, <laughs> they need a bit of backup. Um, so, Jack, that moves us on to um, some of the unpicked players. Yeah, we're just going to talk about two or three of the English players who didn't get picked up. Um, Adil Rashid, we'll start with him. Uh, we did discuss the possibility that he wouldn't go, actually. And basically, the reason for that is there are too many Indian spinners. Um, I, I made a list of them. I'm not going to read them out because we haven't got all day. But there are 14, I think, that are quite good. Um, so, you know, a lot of depth there. Um, either of you two shocked at all that nobody put a, a, a bid in for him? No, it's probably more one for Dan. I mean, I'm too much of. I really like Adil Rashid. I think it would have been great for England for him to go to this. But as you, as we discussed in the preview, it was it was unlikely for him to be picked up. Um, well, no, I mean, I, I'm kind of just a bit met about the the selection in terms of. I just he's never been picked up in the IPL before for a start, so I was quite mm-hmm. sort of negative about his chances in advance, and just the fact that, as Jack said, the, the Local spinners, there's such a deep pool of local spinners that it, it, it's, it's what you said yesterday, the other day about Joe Root as well, in, as a batter as well, in terms of that sort of more stability, but stability oriented, or start again, stability orientated batter. <laughs> um, that is just a disadvantage for specific skill sets. And I tried to make this point on Twitter earlier with Darren Goff, and he, he wasn't very happy about it because I think he was quite uh, irritated that Rashid didn't get picked up. But yeah, it's just, it's just a skill set thing with compared to scarcity of resources is just that was against him I think in, in this particular auction especially with teams kind of going for like you know a, f- a few players rather than it being a mega auction which we're going to have next year yeah um the, probably the other big name from an English perspective who didn't get sold was was Alex Hales and we we were as opposed to Adil Rashid we were pretty sure he would go um why why wasn't he sold Dan I, I genuinely don't know um, the, he had we talked about earlier with Riley Meredith he benefited from that recency and BBL bias and uh, Alex Howells in theory should have had that too um, I don't know to be honest with you I've got I can't answer that question because for me it makes no sense at all and in a world where where Delhi really needed an opener and he bought Steve Smith and Alex Hales was available at base price. I just don't understand. That's, that's, sorry, Ross. Yeah, you go. I was, I was about to say, what, what is the um, policy on injury replacements? So did you have to, do you have to pick an injury replacement from the pool that were available in the auction or could you just pick anybody who makes themselves available? You have to pick from the pool who is uh, available at the auction and you can't replace a player for more money the, say the base price is more money than what that you bought that, that player that you want to replace for. You can't get that player. It has to be under that. Their base price had to be under the level that you bought that player. Yeah, so Hales was 1.5 crore, so it would have to be a reasonably pricey player for him to get in that way. Fingers um, crossed I, Steve Smith gets injured, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's that's my note, basically, is that Delhi taking Smith over him is an absolute crime. Um, 
I, I do wonder. I mean, the only the only reason I can sort of think of for this is that he doesn't really have a lot of IPL experience. And even though he's sort of been on a global tour of T20 dominance over the last couple of years, um, they're, they're, franchises do seem to highly value players who have played in the IPL, even if they've not actually played very well in the IPL in the past. So, yeah, maybe it was that. Um, final one was Jason Roy. I, I think if Hales wasn't going to go, Roy probably wasn't going to go either, um, is, is what I think about that. You're both nodding. Uh, so, so yeah, we'll move on. We've got a few tweets in. Um, we want to keep the show reasonably tight, so I'm going to ask a question and you're going to have one sentence to answer it. Do you understand that, boys? Yep. Um, so Andy asks, uh, how badly fucked are RCB now? Uh, Ross, you can go first. Uh, I actually think their starting squad is actually reasonably okay. Um, and they were kind of just filling out uh, the squad. So um, I think they're not completely fucked. Dan? Their auction made no sense, but they still have some good players. Um, they didn't address the gaps away. Um, Stan Wheeler asks, has anyone put themselves in position to challenge Mumbai? So Ross, you can go first on this one again. Uh, bring on the Randstad Royals, eighth to first. <laughs> um, Dan, your point of view? Uh, actually kind of on the same lines as Ross, really. Um, not, I'm not saying eighth to first, but I think they had a better auction than most. And I think Mumbai is still streets ahead, though. And um, yeah, they're going to be the team to beat, for sure. Sure. Um, and then I, I think the last question, um, well, there's two more questions. Uh, why, why did Jameson sell for the amount of money he did? Dan, that's probably one for you to, to summarise there. Um, yeah, I mean he's a very, very good bowler. He's he also bats a bit down the order as well, so it's quite a rare skill set. Still, think there was a lot of recency bias and perhaps um, some influence of his test performances, so cross format performances, sure. are a bit overvalued, perhaps. I think he played well against India last year as well, and that that's usually a ticket to the IPL. Um, (laughs) uh, and finally how much money do Jai Richardson and Riley Meredith owe to Mitchell Stark Ross yeah it's a huge bit right Um, I think it's I think it's a great opportunity for both of them to actually play but as Dan said the opportunities that kind of Meredith will get might be limited um, but Richardson has the chance to turn himself into a proper superstar I think yeah right Great. Uh, that's that's everything from us. Remember to like and subscribe and comment or do whatever you're supposed to do on YouTube. Um, you can also find our podcast on Spotify and iTunes, etc. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at The Cricket Pod. Um, Ross, Dan, thanks for coming along. I mean, Ross, you're on the show every week, so <laughs> less thanks to you. Uh, <laughs> Dan, you might want to mention to people quickly where, where they can find you if they're interested. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks for having me again, as always. Um, you can find me on Twitter at SA Advantage, all one word. And if you're really bored and you've got an hour to stay, you can read my mega thread of the auction as well on there. <laughs> Great. Um, our next show will be out Sunday evening, probably, maybe Monday morning. Uh, and the final thing to mention is that we have a review show of the second test between England and India out, and you can find that on our channel page. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.